0: So I did not think that Kelly was going to be up to doing this today, considering the ordeal that she has been through in the last few days, which I'm sure she'll get into in a second. So I was like, you know what, there's a 50% chance I'm going to wake up tomorrow and she's going to cancel. There's a 50% chance she'll be up for it because she's, you know, in her prime. <laughs> and apparently, she's thriving. Endless ima- endless <laughs> thriving in her 20s. Um and that she'll be like totally game which kind of feels like a you thing like you just seem to have endless amounts of energy and so I was like I'm gonna pick the, the theme and the topic for today because she will not have had the energy to even consider that and so I was like I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this and I want to be really prepared because Kelly is really smart <laughs> and I have to like bring my a game up for this thing and so I spent like a few hours like figuring out what I was going to say and like having like the A-team of my spirit guides present, like discussing things, like really like getting into it. And then I put everything away and I went to sleep and I woke up to a voice note from Kelly saying like, Hey, I am so game to do this today. And I was thinking that we could do this topic. How does that sound? And I was like, well, that's a different topic. And it's much better than the one I had considered (laughs) (laughs) like significantly. But now I'm feeling overwhelmed because I have to prep again. Um, Mm. And so that kind of brings us into what we plan on talking about today, which is very ironic and funny. So I'm just going to hand it over to Kelly and let her introduce the topic and why she decided that this would be
1: the thing that we discussed today. Yeah, there's been this huge theme arising for me, but also in the conversations that I've been having with my coaching clients recently around being out of control and all of the just inherent fear that comes with that. And I remember being at... The airport this weekend. I'll get into a little bit of what happened, but I was texting with one of my current clients, and she had a message around how every time that she feels out of control with something that's happening with her family, it massively, massively triggers her. And just her expressing her self awareness around how triggering that is for her and how she wants to start feeling more safe when things are out of her control, because inevitably things are always going to be out of her control. And I remember texting her some words of wisdom from the coach Kelly archetype of me while sitting in the airport where I had been stranded for two days without a passport (laughs) and had been separated from my partner um, due to circumstances that were just absolutely ridiculous and out of our control hadn't had any contact from the airline around when I was going to be able to leave the airport in India and having spent the entire morning in absolute inner chaos and stress and just being hysterically upset over the circumstances that were unfolding, texting my client all of these words of wisdom around how to deal with being out of control. And I was like, huh, Irony. Ironic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And obviously, it got me thinking a little bit more intimately about how we are just so innately wired to respond to things feeling out of our control and how deeply threatening that feels. And I started to notice, like, even the ways in which I almost proved to myself that being out of control feels threatening. Like, as an example, when I was, like, thinking about the entirety of the situation, being stranded in India, I didn't have a passport, um, my mind just started making up all of the worst case scenarios that were going to prove to me that I was not physically safe, that I was not emotionally safe. I was telling myself stories like, Oh my God, what if I have to go back to Canada because I don't have a passport and then all I'm going to lose all this money from all of the traveling expenses that I already paid for, for my planned trip to Australia, which is ultimately where I was heading to. And just I was starting to feel really massively insecure in my relationship because due to weird unforeseen circumstances my partner ended up getting to leave India before I could because he got his passport before me and then my mind was like oh my god like what if he meets someone? Else? <laughs> oh no i was literally spiraling like what if this is the thing where he like meets someone unexpectedly and it's like this whole thing because i had to be stranded in india without him because he was supposed to meet the love of his life like my mind was just going places that in hindsight are obviously very ridiculous and the likelihood of these things happening were relatively small <laughs> in in the unfolding of of what was actually happening but because there was such like an overwhelming sense of threat, like not just like in my mind, but like in my body, I was so worked up. Everything just felt tense and I felt contracted and like just looking for what was going to go wrong next, like just completely feeling like something bad was going to happen over and over and over again that I was looking to prove it to myself by coming up with all of the ways that i was threatened in my relationship in my life in my finances Mm -hmm. literally every area that i could justify to myself
0: and so is that it (laughs) or did you have more
1: okay no let's let's talk yeah let
0: can we dive into that a little bit yeah yeah with all of the reflection that you've clearly done um looking back on this series of, of events what do you think you were trying to access through your gripping of control?
1: The word safety comes to mind first and I don't like that as an answer because it's it's so generalized yeah. I guess like I think that's that word is being thrown around a lot around feeling safe and creating safety and I think I started using that word a lot before I really understood <laughs> what I meant by that and what other people meant by that but I think on the surface we think that feeling safe means the absence of a threat or the absence of something going wrong that could be painful whether it's physically painful or emotionally and mentally painful If we can ensure that bad, stressful things are not going to happen, that's when we feel safe. But there is this understanding that I started to learn through, and I've referenced this so much with you, Amanda, around um, Kyle Seuss's book, The Illusion of Money, where he talks about how we associate money with security. And how if money equals security, it doesn't matter how much money we have in the bank, we're always going to feel insecure because we're going to be afraid of losing it if it's our security. So we're never going to feel secure if money is our security. We'll be so afraid of losing it that we're not going to feel secure at all. And so I've always started to almost apply that same concept to different things. And when it comes to just generally feeling safe and okay, If our safety is bad things aren't going to happen, like there's a condition on it, like there has to be no bad thing that could possibly happen. I need to be sure that I am going to avoid anything potentially stressful, emotionally painful, physically painful, et cetera. Then it doesn't matter how much we actually avoid those things from happening. We're never going to feel safe because we're going to be constantly looking for that thing happening. And that's what I was experiencing this weekend. I was feeling so, so threatened, so unsafe. And my mind was gripping onto all of the possible things that could go wrong, almost as like my strategy to try to get ahead of them and try to prevent them from happening, to try to fix them, because I was operating under this understanding or misunderstanding That in order for me to be safe, I needed to prevent stressful things from happening. But in the process of doing that, I wasn't feeling safe at all. I was just making myself feel more and more and more unsafe.
0: I tend to agree with you with the term safety, that it's kind of a catch-all sometimes. And so I've begun to associate safety meaning no longer fearing the loss of the thing that you want, right? Yeah. Like, if you can fully anchor into peace and not be afraid that you're going to lose it, then you can feel safe in fully opening up to it. Yeah. Right? And then wanting to control your environment becomes a way of accessing peace when you don't know how to find it or open up to it internally Mm -hmm. because we're not really taught how. And so you feel like, okay, I need to control everything outside of me so that I can feel safe in knowing that I can't have the only semblance of peace inside of me lost or taken from me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's this conditional nature on it. Yeah. And the conditional nature of safety is never going to feel like true safety But when we learn how to access that level of safety within ourselves, like you said, open up to giving ourselves that level of peace and safety, it's unconditional. It's like, I can access this at any time, whether something really stressful is happening outside of me or I have what I want, whether the thing that I want is being taken away from me, it doesn't matter. I know that I can come back to that. And sometimes it might be harder to come back to it depending on what's happening outside of us we're only human but if we know and we trust and we've even experienced being able to offer something to ourselves regardless of what's happening outside of us then there isn't so much of a threat of things outside of us happening because it's not going to inevitably take away the thing that we ultimately want
0: well that's where the illusion of control comes in right it's like and it's so subtle, too. Like, we do this in so many ways that we don't realize. Like, I'm going to control the way I look, how much I weigh, what clothes I'm wearing, what, you know, how much money I'm going to make, what my job title is going to be, like, who I'm going to date, um, and it, or how I'm going to show only certain versions of myself to certain people so they feel comfortable around me so that I can feel comfortable inside of myself, right? And oh my it God, becomes just like... It. This little game of I'm going to control all these things in a subtle way, so that I can finally feel the thing inside of myself that I want to feel. It's always it's always in 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 the pursuit of a feeling. Yes, but it's conditional, and that's why it's an illusion. It doesn't actually work that way, which I think is kind of what you experience <laughs> where it's only through being stripped completely of all of your semblance of control that you can actually access the only thing that you actually have control over. Right. Ironically, which is your ability to create your own experience from within.
1: That's right. Yeah. And I I was able to access that in little pockets over the weekend. And it was interesting to notice my own resistance to this. (laughs) I was going to get into that too. Yeah. As someone who like, is very self-aware and understands like i can create my reality and, like cuz <laughs> all of the tools in order to do so yeah. having that awareness and yeah. and the access to that in the moment where i very well could have chosen a different experience of what was happening externally and then blatantly not choosing it yeah was really interesting <laughs> so like
0: witnessing yourself knowing like like full awareness in the moment where you're like, okay, I'm a divine creator. <laughs> I'm a divine creator. I can create my own experience. Uh, I'm going I'm to choose the chaos <laughs> and I'm going to continue to, to fight for an illusion and, and like grip onto any semblance of control that I can possibly, like, why do you think we choose the illusion over the truth.
1: Yeah. It just feels like it's at the root of I'm not safe unless, or I'm not okay unless, because there was like this weird understanding of like, okay, if the worst case scenario came true, let's say I got shipped back to Canada. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't have a passport, so I had to wait and it took months For my passport to come and then I lost out on all this money and I'm miserable sitting in Canada in my dad's spare bedroom and I had to break up with my boyfriend because he fell in love with someone else. (laughs) (laughs) If all of these things came true, could I be okay? And there was there was like this higher knowing that's like, of course, of course I would. It would be hard. But I have so much experience of knowing that like the hardest, most heartbreaking experiences that just feel so raw and and threatening offer so much to me, so much growth, so much just knowing who I am and understanding how this life really works. There's always been so much that has come from the most crazy, painful and out of control moments of my life. When my deepest fears came true, they were amazing blessings. And I've noticed this over and over and over and over again. So I knew that and I tried to apply it in the moment. I'm like, if that happened, it would be for my growth and (laughs) I would be so much better off and I wouldn't fear this thing happening anymore because I would have experienced it and realized I'm okay, even if this worst case scenario happens. And there would be something good for me inside of it. I'd be able to relate to people more and have an amazing story. Like I came up with all of these reasons why I would be okay, even if it happened. But I didn't want to live as if that was true. I wanted to keep fighting for like, I, I need to get my passport. I need to go to Australia. I need to get there ASAP so that my boyfriend doesn't meet someone else. I like yeah. I need to have all of these things happen like that. I'm, I was so attached yeah. to the outcome looking a certain way. And I, it really just feels like this, this lack of trust that, that's I think you know exactly what I'm talking about when I was going to say that a trust in the world it's a trust in my ability to not absolutely lose my fucking mind
0: yeah it's a lack of trust that it's possible to experience like full peace without the thing that you're expecting is going to give it to you yes right like hypothetically your relationship with your boyfriend allows you to access a degree of, of peace inside of it and there's a part of you that questions if that degree of peace is fully accessible to you if you had to let it go right and so there's a part of you that's like but i don't want to let it go i want to ha- yeah. i want to access my peace this way <laughs> yeah you know yeah. even though it's even so though it's it you can't in that moment it's an illusion Right. It's this weird kind of like familiarity that, well, I, this is how I've been getting it in the past. Right, I don't want to do something new because I don't fully trust that it's available for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's like this, this string that attaches to like this deep, dark pit inside of my stomach that is like, the amalgamation of all of my worst fears coming true and then like that spiraling into this will happen and this will happen and then I'll go into a depression and then I'll never be able to stop and then I'll get get addicted to drugs and then I will become a loser and then I will everyone will hate me and then no one will support me and then I'll lose all of my connections and then I'll just hate myself and like it, it just goes into this this really dark like representation of I can't trust myself to handle something too hard like if I go past my limits even though I have so much experience of hard things were always good for me and I always got through it and I know how and I'm supported and I have people that love me and I have the tools to be able to navigate it it's like but what if what if something so horrible so heartbreaking so just Misery inducing happens to me and I crack and I crack so (laughs) deeply (laughs) that I can't recover.
0: What I'm hearing is that it's not even the outcome of ABC that you're afraid of. It's how am I going to hold myself through that? It's not, it's, The lack of trust that I will know how to hold myself. Yes. That's really where the pain point is. Yeah. Not knowing what I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do first off, not trusting that you're going to know what to do with that. And then you're like fearing the shame and the self-loathing and the judgment of yourself and like the pain of holding all of that.
1: Yeah. And not wanting to really let it go. Hurts. Yeah. 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 There's there have been so many moments in my life, particularly when I was younger, where it was just a dark spiral that seemed to never end. Right. We've all had those experiences that we associate with maybe depression is what we call it, or just a really, really, really dark and hard time in our life where it felt like every time that we woke up, we wished that we didn't. And there was just a never ending suffering that kind of got exposed and experienced through everything. And those moments where peace or happiness or joy or love or connection was available to us, we didn't even want it. We rejected it because it just felt too wrong to allow ourselves to have that break and to, to, have experienced those moments in my life and to know that I'm capable of experiencing something so dark, even though I have obviously evidence that I've been able to overcome it and eventually get through it and even at the end of it all be better off (laughs) because of it, there's still this little inkling that lives in the back of my mind, in the pit of my stomach that says, yeah, sure, you were able to do it then. But but if this were to happen, or if something bad enough, heartbreaking enough, horrible enough, painful enough were to happen, then maybe you would never recover. Maybe that would be your reality forever.
0: So what do you tell people that are also feeling that way? Like if you have a client that expresses that exact thing to you, mm. what is your way towards the light from that
1: yeah I think the way that I like to work with this specifically is going way deeper than just the mind because the the mind you can't convince out of this I think to the mind that is the end to the mind that is death that is just like You can't get worse than that. That would be absolute rock bottom if that were to happen. And there's no way of convincing it otherwise. But when we go beyond the mind and we really get into the lived experience of that worst case scenario happening in our body right now, and we actually start to notice that that experience that we're projecting into the future as the worst case scenario actually lives inside of our body right now. It's not a scenario that we're running from or trying to avoid in the future. It's a part of ourself. It's a feeling inside of our body, inside of our nervous system, inside of our entire existence that we are shoving into a box and locking and wrapping rope around it and shoving it into the darkest, deepest corner of of ourselves and turning a blind eye to it and just being absolutely terrified that something or someone is going to make us look inside the box. When we realize that it's something inside of us that we're running from, it's it's uh, an, an inner experience. It's feelings. It's the thoughts about that thing that feel so scary, so threatening, but it's us that we're afraid of. It To me, that That shifts something, just becoming aware of, of that in and of itself that like, it's inside of me that I'm so terrified of. It's not out there. It's I'm, I'm terrified of myself. That's interesting. I
0: have a different view. Okay. I feel like you're terrified of the illusion of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The illusion of lack within you, like the illusion of the right. inability to find the light inside of the darkness or the right. illusion of the inability to find a way forward. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's there's a darkness inside of us that does exist and the illusion is that that's who we are. Yes. That's all that we are. Yeah yeah and it and it's the lack of trust that there's something more than that
0: so when you when you're seeing yourself look outside of you mm-hmm. to avoid feeling or confronting that by controlling yeah. your external environment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're recognizing that you're doing it and that there's another way and you're choosing the struggle over Mm -hmm. the instant freedom that's actually available to you, how do you begin to make a different choice?
1: If simply becoming aware of it and becoming aware of all of it and intentionally looking at what are my choices and what am I choosing? Isn't enough for me to choose something different, which in certain situations it does turn out to be that way. Like when we were talking about like, I see, I have a choice here. I see that I could choose to experience and hold this differently and I'm not, or I don't want to, then that always comes with the opportunity to explore why, Mm -hmm. like what, what is it about this? That's making me want to choose it. Like, what am I associating? What pleasure am I associating with this or what avoidance? of a fear. Am I associating with this essentially? Because when I have all of the information supposedly in front of me of I'm choosing this, it's obviously really painful. (laughs) And I have the opportunity to choose this. It's less painful, but I'm still choosing the painful option. Then there's either more unconscious pain and fear that I'm associating with the one that seems more obviously pleasurable or there's more pleasure than I'm consciously realizing associated with the one that's more obviously painful. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. I
0: feel like there might be like an unconscious belief system
1: that if you continue
0: to chip away (laughs) at gripping onto any semblance of control, then you'll find the solution and you won't have to sit there and feel. Yeah the thing that you don't want to feel.
1: Right. Yes.
0: And that never fucking works No, for me. <laughs> <Anyway>. Same.
1: <laughs> so I feel
0: like, I feel like for me, it gets to a point where I've sunk into such a low place that I'm mm-hmm. kind of taken to a place where I don't really have any semblance of choice anymore. What and I just have like- to feel, just have
1: to feel the thing.
0: Yes. And then it's like, Oh, that's what I was running from.
1: Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And And that's the thing. When we allow ourselves to drop out of the mind, out of the control and really feel that thing that we're running from, we realize that it wasn't a threat at all. It was like a contraction in the body. It was a lot of tears, maybe a lot of shaking. Like I remember sitting on the bed in the hotel room that the airline Put me in because of the entire situation being stranded and alone because my partner had left and just sobbing like having this whole like this vulnerable like cracked open like just surrendered experience of this horrible horrible thing i had just gotten off the phone with my partner I was spiraling because he was telling me how much he loved Australia and how awesome it is here and how everyone is so fit and and how everyone is just so happy. And then my mind was like, "Oh my God, he's gonna find someone!" Like I was just, you know, <laughs> I'll in, never in make it there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just got off the phone and I and I cried and I and I just let that cracking open of everything I had been holding together so tightly just come out. And and it was that point of like feel like I have no choice. Like it, it yeah. was just, it was just ready to come out. It was ready to release itself. And not only was that feeling not a threat at mm-hmm. the end of it, because I realized through the crying, through the shaking, through just the the sobbing of it all, that it eventually kind of went away. Like it wasn't permanent it just kind of like was this wave and then it was like oh it went away like I kind of want to cry more like what, what's happened? like I almost like missed it I'm like wait it's gone well like, because then so your strange. mind
0: clears and yeah. then you start coming up with solutions and yes. you're like yeah but it was so much easier to just sit here and cry about it yeah right yeah,
1: now I feel like I have
0: to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I find that like after a release, like clarity comes and I'm like, Oh, I can just do this, this and that. Right. Oh, now I have to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. want my time to myself to be sad again. Right. And so I always find that to be really funny is like, I'm running from this big, scary thing called my feelings. And then by the time yeah. I actually give myself an opportunity
1: to feel them,
0: clarity comes and then it's passed and then that was it
1: yeah the solution is there or something something feels like open and available and yeah almost like not wanting that
0: (laughs) I feel like this desire to control the external environment is just coming from this association with this it's like the it's almost like it's not the emotional experience itself, but it's what you're making it mean about you that essentially is what you're avoiding, right?
1: Yes, like that's exactly
0: it. If I feel this, then it means this, this, and that about me. I'm ashamed. I'm like, I'm going to, oh, here we go again. Why can't I figure this out? Why am I so incapable? And it's that like judgment and resistance to the experience that's causing you to feel like you have to, control it and, and kind of push it down and figure out a way to prevent yourself from having to feel it in the first place. It's just the, the mind's desire to find a semblance of safety again, back to safety. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious if you resonate with this, because it, it feels like this has been such a slow unfolding for me, but I can, feel that over time, as I go deeper into my awakening, for lack of a better word, or just connecting to all of these different things and understanding myself and, and understanding life better, there's slowly, very painfully slowly, an anchoring into the truth of who I am being just soul, just love, just, you know, worthy inherently, like, just like this overwhelming knowing of like, I am just love and I am just worthy of it. And I'm, you know, like, there's just like this higher knowing that I can understand mentally, but I'm anchoring into it very slowly on an embodied level. And that experience of anchoring into that more and more and more over time, as I go through different things and experience different things and have different insights, etc. That when I have a moment where I catch myself making something mean something bad about me, like if this happens or if I feel this, that means I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable or I'm a burden or I'm whatever it is, whatever horrible, painful thing, there's there's this silliness to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's that thing again that I know isn't true. and And it's starting to feel like that's integrating more over time. Like before it was like, I know that's not true, but it feels so true. But now it's like, I know it's not true. And that's kind of it.
0: I resonate so much with that. And I feel like I, for me personally, I feel like I could not have accessed like the allowance of my experience to be unconditional without the spiritual perspective. I don't think yes. I could have accessed it. Just the knowing that I came here to experience my own emotional, like yeah. to experience my thoughts through emo- through an emotional experience. Like that's what I'm yeah. here to do. Yeah. And literally the outcome is completely meaningless. Yeah, It's not even <laughs> about that. No. It's about the
1: process.
0: It's about the experience of of getting to the outcome that's important that just in and of itself has allowed me to anchor into everything is just as it's meant to be. And like, and I asked my spirit guides before this call, how much control do we actually have? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. And they said the only control that you really have is the control of your own experience, your thoughts, your feelings and the choices that you make. Yes. And that feels very empowering. Yeah. And that's allowed me to feel more resourceful and more confident and more welcoming. Yes. Experiences and both like physical experiences and emotional experiences that I would have been more in avoidance to before.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That reminds me of something I know we've talked about before that when I had this whole like experiment that I went through like two summers ago after trying so hard to control something in my business, like I had created this whole thing and I launched this program and I did the marketing strategy and I hired the mentors and like I did everything right. And the outcome of it was just nothing. I had literally nothing happen from everything that I did so perfectly to control it. And it was so painful to go through that. And it eventually led me to this, question or like inquiry of what if I'm not in control of any of this like what if I literally cannot control any of the outcomes of my life they're predetermined and this is just like a theory it was like I don't even I don't know if this is true or if I could ever prove that it's true but what if it was like what if no matter how hard I work no matter how much I do no matter how much I don't do The same things are just going to happen to me. How would I live my life differently? How would I choose to experience things differently? And I started to live that way as like a timed experiment. Like I'm going to give myself a month because obviously trying to control things hasn't been working anyway. So the worst case scenario is I end up probably in the same position. (laughs) And I experimented with it. And I started to check in with myself on a daily basis to make sure that I was remembering that I was going to choose to live as if no matter what I did or didn't do, I didn't have control over what was going to happen. And it was such a weird, like (laughs) magical, like one of those things where I'm like, okay, the universe really wanted me to get the lesson. So it gave me something so that I could anchor into that. This was something it wanted me to do because pretty much everything that I wanted to have happen that I was trying to have happen through the control of everything happened when I stopped trying to control it. Like I made the most amount of money I had ever made. I had all of these clients randomly referred to me. I, my expenses through my life expenses just dramatically decreased because I ended up moving across the country. And then I ended up being able to travel and just like everything that I thought I wanted happened. But it only happened after I literally was just like, I have no control over this anyway. So I'm just going to stop trying. <laughs> like it was kind of like a surrender or a giving up. And there was, there was this weird, obvious, like just wrongness about that. Like, just like, oh, if I'm not trying, then if I don't get what I want, then I have nothing to blame for, but myself. Like there was a little yes. bit of that running yeah. in the background. But then through that remembering of like, okay, but I just didn't get what I wanted.
0: <laughs> and well, it, You it was... didn't get it in the way that you wanted it. Yeah. You got it in a different way. Right. That's what I'm seeing, right? Like yeah. before, let's say what you wanted was to feel financially stable. Like, well, what would you say that you really wanted? Like underneath it all? I would say security. Okay, security. And you were thinking Building my business is going to allow me to feel that way. By controlling this thing, I'm going to have access to feeling secure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it just wasn't working as hard as you tried. And then as soon as you're like, well, I actually do have control over where I'm focusing my thoughts, where I'm focusing my attention, and so I'm just going to do this stuff over here, Mm -hmm. security found you. Yeah. It was always there. You just chose to look for it in a different place.
1: Yeah. And and the outward expression of security yes. that came with like actually getting clients and actually having money in my bank account, et cetera, it came after I was living as if my security wasn't those things. Yeah. Because I stopped prioritizing them. I stopped forcing myself to do things. I stopped putting all of this unnecessary effort into my business and doing things that just felt heavy. And I started resting more and I started just... Treating everything as if, like, okay, well, what's the point of forcing myself to do this if I'm just, it's not going to do anything different, anyways? Like, there was just kind of this, and it didn't mean I didn't do anything, right? There was this level of inspiration energy that yeah. came through where it was like, oh, well, I could do this and I kind of want to do it. So, let me just stop in the middle of this meditation I'm doing and like write this Instagram post or like reach out to this person or whatever. But it was It was taking action through me. I wasn't forcing that action to happen in any way. And it was so much more productive at getting the external circumstances that I wanted. (laughs) So you felt security first and then
0: through the feeling of security, new opportunities presented themselves to you that Mm -hmm. further exacerbated the feeling of security internally, which then manifested externally in different ways. Internally, that's right. That's how it happens for me too. Yeah. That's exactly how it happens for me. I surrender to the <laughs> to the <laughs> to the knowing that what I'm doing, that all the control I'm seeking isn't working. And so I just kind of feel how I want to feel. Yeah. And then I the idea pops into my head. Yeah. And then that leads to an outcome that I never would have anticipated or like always. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it and it, I had that lesson so many times. <laughs> yeah. and I still watch myself not choose it sometimes which is really funny yeah and and no matter how much evidence I get of it well it's not it's not necessarily that I that nothing really changes and I still don't trust it like I do notice that I do trust it more and I do choose it more often than I probably would have like two years ago but it's still funny to have to look back on the last two years and see how every time i tried to control something it didn't work and every time i let go of control i actually got what i wanted like it's like clockwork like it happened every single time but i can still be in a situation and be like i could let go of control and i might more likely than anything get what i wanted anyways when i stop letting go of control but still control it
0: <laughs> you know what my spirit guides are telling me right now they're what? like you're giving yourself the gift of the experience over Mm. and over and over again of forgetting and then remembering. Yes. Which is ultimately what you're seeking is the process of like covering over and over again, what you're really capable of, which is so beautiful.
1: And that rings so true because of just how fun it is. Yeah. Every time I experience exactly. it. Exactly. It's you're so You're
0: re-experiencing fun. your own manifestation potential over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. And it's more fun when I forgot it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you're relearning it through all these different, like slightly different lenses
1: too. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. What so do you want true. to leave
0: this off with today? Like if we were to leave people with like a little takeaway or takeaway for us.
1: Yeah. See what my takeaway is. I think that last part feels the most important to me, honestly, Amanda, because obviously there is always this sense of like, I know better, you know, (laughs) yeah, that comes with this. Like I should know better by now. And why am I doing this to myself and blah, blah, blah. But... That resonated so deeply of like, it is a gift to myself to forget and then re-remember because it's so fun when I, like as an example, and, and we didn't get too much into this, but Throughout the experience of what happened on the weekend, I started to reapply some concepts that we have both read about and applied from a book called Existential Kink, which is essentially looking at how our unconscious mind creates our reality and how everything that we want, we or everything that we have, we actually want. And I had read that book earlier this year, experienced the power of it, saw really crazy things happen in my life as a result of exploring it and looking at my life in this way and using the tools that go with this concept from the book Existential King* on different things in my life. And then I kind of forgot it (laughs) for quite a long time. And for the last two months, I would say I went through like what felt like a very human like unawakened human experience where like everything was personal. Nothing was magical. Everything sucked. (laughs) I was a victim. Like just nothing felt magical or purposeful or just like, like connecting me to my soul at all. I was just very disconnected in every way and to have gone through a few months of that and then had an experience where I got to apply some kind of concept that I knew already, but had kind of forgotten or stopped applying for whatever reason, and then saw the effects of it and saw how fun and magical it is when we do this type of work and saw the results of it both internally and how it manifested externally. That was just like a re-excitement of like, oh, yeah yeah stuff works and I want to talk about it and I want to tell everybody about it and I just want to like it's it's just given me this like pep in my step of like wow life is so cool and, magical, <laughs> and I just love it and I don't think I would have maintained this level of excitement forever had I not given myself the gift of forgetting and remembering that's really really pretty I love that <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah.
0: I feel like my takeaway is similar. Yeah. Like for 35 years, I tried to control everything, Mm -hmm. everything around me. And I was hopeless and in complete despair. And then through my work with you, for those of you listening or watching, Kelly was my coach for like almost a year and a half. Yeah nothing worked out for me in the physical. <laughs> but you taught me how to create my own experience internally mm-hmm. and that allowed me to change my entire life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when things don't go my way and like physically in getting the outcome that my ego wants. yeah, I have access to complete control regardless. Yes. Because I can control how I feel, where I'm focusing my attention. Mm-hmm. And that's been so empowering. It's allowed me to tap into, like, trust that I didn't have access to before, patience that I didn't have access to before, love for myself that I withheld for 35 years. And that's been the greatest gift.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and the tools that we both know and that we both live out of to choose our own experience in different ways. Like we, we obviously have mindset tools. I reference like using some existential kink processes over the weekend. There's so many different ways that we can come back into that empowerment of what it is that I can control. I am controlling and and experiencing how good that feels to do that. That, The gift of that was really amplified to me this weekend, watching how other people were experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing. Because even though I definitely had some similar moments as other people of just being so frustrated, so hopeless, so angry at what was going on, there was this grounding on a different level of Knowing that this was okay, knowing that it was happening for a reason, understanding that I was, I had an opportunity to have deeper insights about myself and to, and to anchor deeper into my ability to control how I experience things, which is so powerful and such a gift. And also like, there was just, there was a a meaning to it and a purpose behind it that, even if I wasn't aware of it all the time, it was still kind of there amplifying this sense of, of groundedness yeah. that I felt throughout the weekend that looking, trying to look through my eyes five years ago, I know I would not have experienced it the same way. And from what I could at least tell looking from the outside, no one else that was going through what I was going through was able to access that level of groundedness because they didn't have this experience and and those types of tools to be able to choose how they were experiencing what was happening in their external reality. So that was such a beautiful reminder as well of how important it is and how grateful I am to have access to this work.
0: In the moment when you were all stripped, right, Mm -hmm. of any semblance of control that you had, you were the only one that had the tools to know how to access internally and even though you might not have been able to fully all the time Mm -hmm. you didn't spiral to the same degree that they did because they didn't have the tools yeah and so the illusion was made very clear
1: it was it was yeah it's fun (laughs) (laughs) yay Are we going to do that thing where we like tell people where to follow us and stuff? (laughs) Do we do that?
0: How do you want to end this? Like we're just kind of... Yeah. Do you you want to just... Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) (laughs) us on our socials. We could keep this whole thing.
1: (laughs) Are we trying to control something? (laughs) We just go into a whole other hour of this.